All right, folks, welcome in to another edition of the Orange and Brown Report podcast. My name is Jared Mueller, and I'll be your host tonight as we prepare for the NFL draft. We're just a few hours away. If you're used to me being a little louder, that is because I am in the NFL media room, and I'm trying to be respectful of everybody, but thankfully right now, no one is in my aisle, just some people behind me, but hopefully I just want to be respectful of them. Hope everyone is doing well. You have about three hours to listen to this, so I'm going to knock it out here in about 10 to 15 minutes talking all about your Cleveland Browns but first we have to obviously talk about Aaron Rodgers a lot of news started with Adam Schefter and his huge bomb that Aaron Rodgers does not want to play for the Green Bay Packers now there's been a lot of information from Jay Glazer Ian Rappaport and a variety of other people regarding that Trey Wingo uh, regarding kind of the details of that relationship what it does look like what we can expect why all of that kind of stuff But a thing that obviously impacts the Browns is the question has been laid. Should the Browns trade for Aaron Rodgers? And I'll just be very honest with you. Obviously, there are conversations that make sense. Is Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? I think that answer is yes, pretty easily. No matter how much you like Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. That's just the reality of things. Aaron Rodgers is also older. Aaron Rodgers is also somewhat difficult to work with, including with his family. And we're not talking about a one-for-one trade. The odds that Baker Mayfield for Aaron Rodgers directly would happen is highly unlikely. What is far more likely is that a trade would be Aaron Rodgers for Baker Mayfield, number 26, and other things very quickly. That is easy for me to turn down. I know there's an argument and even a discussion and our Jake Burns has some thoughts on the idea of of one Super Bowl and just winning one and and those kind of things. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thought because you guys know me. Wrong thoughts aren't just that's just not the way I think. But for me, having competitive teams, having teams that are good with the hope of a Super Bowl over a variety of years probably is something that I would enjoy as a fan and as a media person, more than just one Super Bowl and then a terrible team again because we don't have a quarterback, right? That's, again, those are all what-ifs and unlikely what-ifs, right? But just a conversation I know that is being had, and I just wanted to jump in on that. And since this is a perfect time for a quick break, we're going to do that. We're going to take a break and pause for our sponsors. As always, support those who support us. So we are, again, about three hours away from the NFL draft, which means we're about seven hours away from the Cleveland Browns selecting at number 26. As we know from Arlene Atkins and then Albert Breer, the Browns have some interest in moving up from 26 to get a cornerback. Uh, That is not something that's a surprise to our OBR subscribers. There is a lot of other information in Rumor Central that is important for you to check out. Uh, And then I'm not sure uh, how much time Lane has to answer all of your questions in ATI. I know he does his best with those for all of you. So again, make sure you check all those out. But that the Browns are looking to possibly move up from 26 for a cornerback should not be a surprise. When you look at all the moves they've made uh, this offseason, including some interest in Shaq Griffin before he signed at the Jacksonville Jaguars, It shouldn't be a shock to you that the Browns are still looking for cornerback help. We have no idea about Greedy Williams' health. It's also really important to remember that Greedy Williams wasn't that good as a rookie, right? He struggled. Now, 
Was it the system that he was being used in with Steve Wilkes playing a lot of off-man uh, or off-zone coverage? It's very possible, but we do not know what, we, what to expect out of Greedy Williams, both from a health perspective, but also from a productivity perspective. We don't know what to expect. And so for the Browns, for them to go after a cornerback, that would allow them to have Denzel Ward, a rookie on the outside, Troy Hill on the inside, um, and then three safeties makes a ton of sense for Joe Woods' um, goal of having dime defense often. And especially when you look at Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, even the Steelers' weapons, that it's important to have as much coverage as possible. Now, does that mean they're locked in? No. doesn't mean they're locked in and they have to get a cornerback. I think that's unlikely that they'll just have to get a cornerback and do whatever they have to do. But I think it's very clear right now, given what we can tell that they value, given some stuff from Lane, um, again, Lane Atkins, Rumor Central, you can find him on Twitter, uh, our insider. But especially just kind of thinking about where the draft is, uh, Brent Soboleski, a former OBR guy over at Bleacher Report, uh, him and I had an interaction a couple days ago that he has about 18 guys in that kind of place. Uh, so for him, the Browns are out of kind of that top level, but he has a much larger kind of group of guys there in that middle. So if the Browns are going to trade up into that first section that makes a lot of sense or if they're willing to trade back since they're already kind of in that second section but add another pick in that second third tier whatever terminology you want to use makes a lot of sense if their grades look similar to the grades that we've seen from you know a lot of the media analysts all of those kind of things but again albert breer matches our lane adkins uh lane has been reporting it for a little while albert uh, today that the Browns are interested in moving up from 26 for a cornerback in the early 20s or teens. But that doesn't mean that's the only type of player they'll be looking for, either position or specific player. So uh, we will continue to monitor that as we move forward. And then we got to talk a little just in general. What happens if the Cleveland Browns trade out of the first round when the NFL draft is in Cleveland? Are Cleveland fans okay because they trust Andrew Barry, they trust Kevin Stefanski? Or will that be something difficult for the team to do because of the fan reaction? Obviously, we know the answer, but it'll be interesting to see with the fans here, with the draft in Cleveland. Again, I am in the media room, so I hope the sound quality comes as you would normally expect from our podcast. It'll be interesting to see how the fans react if Andrew Berry does trade out of the first round. But with weather not being great here on Thursday night, more picks on Friday, more picks on Saturday when weather is supposed to be at least a little bit better could create an even bigger atmosphere here in Cleveland. And again, in Andrew Barry, do we trust? Is that a thing that is easy to trust at this point in time? It should be, but we are early in the process. We are into the second offseason. Added six new defensive players uh, at all levels of the football, right? Defensive line has added three with Jadavion Clowney, Tack McKinley, Malik Jackson, linebacker with Michael Walker, and then um, obviously in the quarterback room with Troy Hill, and then at safety with John Johnson III, uh, with Grant Delpit returning, Greedy Williams, we've already talked about. Is Andrew Barry, does he get the benefit of the doubt if he decides to move down or if he gets aggressive and moves future picks? So a future second, a future number one, whatever that would look like. Does Andrew Barry get the benefit of the doubt or do questions start to arise 
whether he's aggressive moving up, aggressive moving down. It'll be interesting to see the reaction, the fan and the media reaction, as Andrew Barry has been pretty universally praised at this point in time and has done very little to create concern or ire from both the fans and the media. Tonight is another opportunity for him to put a stamp on this franchise. So as we kind of look to finish up here, just want to talk a little bit about where the Browns could be looking at, what kind of positions, players, all that stuff. So let's look at wide receiver. First, we're looking at the possibility of a Rashad Bateman, a Terrence Mitchell Jr., Kadarius Toney, and Rondell Moore or Elijah Moore. So again, the Browns possibly pushing themselves in a position where they are prepared for the opportunity to move on from Odo Beckham Jr. or Jarvis Landry or both next year. Uh, there are a lot of concerns about Terrence Marshall's uh, injury history. Rashad Bateman, um, some, some of his concerns are related to his explosiveness and size uh, when it comes to kind of at the, the short area quicknesses. Uh, Kadarius Tony is, is a very much a moldable character when it comes to route running. So this isn't a guy who is going to come out and run crisp routes, but uh, Percy Harvin-ish at some level. And then size is a concern for pretty much everybody in the class, except for a player like Nico Collins, who is, a, again, another Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, speed, uh, strength, and speed kind of combination. Dynamy Brown, another vertical threat. A lot of players at wide receiver. Dwayne Eskridge uh, somehow shot up boards, again, in the media uh, and since has fallen down. Anthony Schwartz is a really interesting player that I like a lot as a later-round wide receiver with a lot of high uh, upside when it comes to a speed so that's at 26 obviously we're not talking about some of those players at 26 but the wide receiver position is something they could look to uh, despite the last podcast where I try to talk myself out of uh, them possibly drafting that player inside offensive line uh, we have continued to hear little rumors again many from Lane Atkins but others as well that interior offensive line whether that is a Creed Humphreys Landon Dickerson Wyatt Davis those type of guys uh, Josh Myers the Miamisburg native could be uh, some people Ben Cleveland as well that could interest the Browns and then we get to the defensive side of the ball which is obviously where we expect the Browns to spend their high assets last year they only spent three picks on the defense one was Grant Delpit who obviously missed the entire season Uh, then it was Jordan Elliott and then Jacob Phillips who missed a lot of games as well the two of them combined for less than 500 snaps last year so the Browns got less than 500 snaps out of the defensive guys that they drafted last year that is not enough snaps and this year we expect the reverse to be true uh, that the maximum offensive players that they would possibly draft would be uh, three and it could be even less than that depending on how many picks they end up with so we get to the defensive side of the ball quitty pay for many people is the highest rated edge but there is some concerns about production. Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher, uh, there's concerns about production before he got to Miami, as well as obviously the major medical concerns that we have no idea about. And most doctors would probably tell you they have no clue about either. Zizo Jolari 
um, from Georgia, someone that I know our Stephen Thomas, Jake Burns love a lot. Gregory Rosso, who was a player that I was pounding the table for for a long time, unfortunately did not test the way we would expect for him. But it'll be interesting to see if a team really likes kind of the production that he had after before sitting out a year, uh, as well as kind of his size and length. He is an interesting player in that regard, especially how the Browns seem to like their defensive ends outside of Miles Garrett. Joe Tryon is someone that is quote-unquote shooting up boards. Uh, he has everything that the Browns may want in that edge player. Carlos Basham, Peyton Turner is someone you're going to hear pretty much all of us at the OBR have a lot of interest in the Browns drafting. Again, that could be at 26. Uh, today, uh, Jim Corbin, who does kind of some metric stuff who, that's really interesting, uh, compared him to Chandler Jones, which is obviously a very high compliment. Joseph Asai, Ronnie Perkins are all some players that we could look at. Defensive de- interior defensive line, Christian Barmore, there's a lot of character concerns as well as production concerns uh, and even just how many snaps he actually takes. Milton Williams is a player who uh, people have said tested like Aaron Donald uh, but could also play edge. He's going to be an interesting kind of second-round player, it seems. Uh, so he could be someone if the Browns go with a cornerback or a wide receiver at 26, they could come back at 59 with Milton Williams uh, and Tommy Togaya. Uh, out of Ohio State is just a name that everybody knows. Linebacker is a position that uh, doesn't seem to make sense unless that player is interesting and unique. So Jeremiah Uso-Koromoa, JOK, is someone that you have heard from me, whether it's on the YouTube channel uh, or on this podcast, who I think is a weapon on defense, which is not something you often talk about, especially at his size, but his ability to run, to hit, to diagnose, all of those things, he could be... A slot corner. He could be the only linebacker on the field. He can play safety. He can do a lot of different things. And I think with, again, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, those types of players with a lot of mobility uh, and a lot of weapons, you need everybody on the field to be able to cover and everybody on the field to be able to cover the field and, and cover ground very, very quickly. Owusu Koromoa could do that. Mika Parsons has off the field issues. I would not expect him to be a part of the Browns' interest. David Collins is someone that um, a lot of people keep mocking to the Browns at 26. He doesn't seem to make sense to me. Uh, he is right now an extra-sized linebacker um, that some people think will move down to edge at some point in time. He doesn't seem to make sense to me, but again, We've seen a lot of people kind of connecting him to the Browns. Jamin Davis out of Kentucky is another really athletic freak of a player who could be interesting. Again, those are some interesting guys um, that are a little bit different, right? So they're not just a, just a linebacker. Jabril Cox is noted as a linebacker, but also maybe more of a safety um, in the second or third round. Baron Browning uh, is a linebacker as well. Nick Bolton, and I don't know why I don't love him, but Pete Warner out of Ohio State is getting a lot of late love, and I'm not sure where that is coming from. Normally that means it's coming from the NFL because he's not somebody who would have it as a linebacker and all that stuff who would have an agent kind of pushing him. And then we get into the cornerbacks. Patrick Sertain, J.C. Horn. The expectation is those are top 10 to 12 uh, level picks. Caleb Farley, his injury issues are significant. His skill is good. He is a very, very good player. He could have actually gone over the other two if he had played last year and hadn't struggled with injuries. Backs are difficult. Backs normally don't get better. They don't get back to normal. They just get worse over time. 
but we'll see if that's something that um, pushes him off the Browns' radar, or does he fall and the Browns take advantage of the skill? Greg Newsom also has some injury history issues, but is an athletic player that fits a lot. Eric Stos is a speed guy, uh, so a lot of people like him as a speed guy. I do not like him as a cornerback, and I think the reality is, is we've learned from so many different players. In cornerback land, we'll talk about Justin Gilbert. You can have the skill but you don't know how to play. It doesn't really matter. You can run really fast. You can turn your hips. You can be big. You can be strong. You can be fast, whatever. But that doesn't matter if you can't play the position. And I'm not saying Eric Stokes can't play the position, but when you're talking about a 26 overall pick, that is a player. I would much rather have Asante Samuel Jr., who is much smaller, but can do a lot of things. Then even smaller than him, Elijah Molden is a very good player. Again, there you might be talking about 26 for Asante Samuel Jr., more likely talking about second or third round for Elijah Molden. Same thing for a couple other guys, Paulson Adebo, Tyson Campbell, uh, Stokes' partner at Georgia. There is some talk of him moving up into that late first round uh, place. Uh, Afidi Melifonwu uh, is another second, third round pick that is very interesting for Browns fans. Uh, And then we get into safety and finish off Trevin Morig, is someone that could fit for the Browns despite all that they've already added to the safety room because he can play multiple positions. Javon Holland as well, Jamar Johnson. There are a lot of players out there for the Cleveland Browns at the 26th pick or if there's a trade down and they really start to look to try to get in multiple players in that kind of second tier from 15, 16, 17, 18 on down into probably the 60s. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people is there's a good 30 to 40 players that really fit into that second tier. So we will see how that works out. All right, folks, uh, from the NFL media room in front of a very, very large projected TV where Jim Brown's face is currently looking at me. I feel like he's talking to me right now. Um, I am your host, Jared Mueller. As always, get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. And as always, at the OBR tonight, YouTube channel. Make sure you check out the show. I'll be checking in here from the media room or I'll go outside. I got a really cool view that we can look at. So um, I will be checking in with you all night as we get ready for that 26 pick or Andrew Barry to continue to make moves. Congratulations to him and his wife for the arrival of their daughter this morning of draft day gift. And let's see if he can continue to bring us gifts as Cleveland Browns fans and Cleveland Browns media leading us to an AFC championship and a Super Bowl appearance. That is the goal. That is the plan. As always, please take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.